What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Switch Up Sports. It is the college football podcast on a Friday before we get into college football all day tomorrow on Saturday and the live show tomorrow that does dive into NFL football Sunday. But today we are purely college football with the three biggest games that I see um, this weekend, either based on a storyline that's going on, the potential for NFL bodies on Sunday, or just a great matchup. So those are the normal criteria there. But you already know before we get into anything, you got to follow us on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as give a like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, and over on YouTube. So, based off that intro, that was from Clemson. And each week, um, so I'm going to be starting with Clemson today. So each week, I will be changing um, that fight song dependent on which team I am starting with. And so. Where I got to start right off is Clemson does play Virginia this week. They are at home. Doesn't really mean much um, as they can't have a full capacity there in Death Valley, but they still have a 98% chance to win as the visiting Cavaliers come to play. Now, the reason in the storyline for this, Clemson is 2-0. They've looked phenomenal in both games, but really the true reason to watch this game, I understand Clemson is most likely going to win. The reason to watch is for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, best quarterback. Yeah, you can say that Justin Fields, you know what? Yes, he he is a great number two prospect. But Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in college football. He's the best prospect, and he's going to be a phenomenal NFL player. He's got great size. He's got more than enough arm talent. A lot of people hate the word arm talent, but that is truly what it is. It is a combination of strength to be able to throw the ball very, very far down the field, but it's also precision. He is accurate as can be. He's thrown now multiple passes on deep routes, whether it be a fade route, a fly route, but he has put it right in the wide receiver's hands, right over the shoulder to where it's almost like in the sandlot when Benny looked out and he said, he said, just put your glove up. And he hit it right into his glove. That is what it's like with Trevor Lawrence. He is beyond accurate. He's got tremendous strength with his arm. He's mobile. He can run. He can get out of the pocket. He can throw off balance. He is the greatest quarterback quarterback prospect. People say since Andrew Luck, but he is light years better than Andrew Luck. In the two games, he has completed 30 passes on 37 attempts for 520 yards and four touchdowns. He normally does not play fourth quarters. In the first two games, he hasn't played in the second half. That is how good this Clemson offense is. You've got Travis Etienne in the backfield. He's rushed for 170 yards and a touchdown. And Rodgers is the go-to guy right now for Lawrence with six receptions for 134 yards and a touchdown. It's kind of his go-to. He knows he's going to be there. But here's the best part about Clemson. All 22 guys for Clemson, both offensive and defensive side of the ball, if they want to play on Sunday, they've got a place to play on Sunday. They are that good. They are that well-rounded. They make other teams, especially in the ACC, just because the ACC doesn't have the talent that they have. But it's beyond that with Clemson. So, yes, All 22 guys on both sides of the ball can play on Sunday if they want to. But 
It goes a step further than that. Dabo Sweeney's a phenomenal coach, but where it's a little bit different with Clemson is you see Clemson players still transform once they get to that next level. You see this with Deshaun Watson. You've seen it with Sammy Watkins. You've seen it with a list of their wide receiver crew. You've seen it with um, defensive guys. You've seen it with our offensive linemen. You've seen it with running backs for them. They still have another gear, two gears, once they get to the NFL. While they're in college, they're just better than everyone as college players. But they don't have everything squeezed out of them. They don't play like they do on a Sunday on Saturdays. And this is purely direct. And and this is kind of what I'll get into versus the next matchup that I'll have. But Dabo gets them to play really, really well at the college level, but he doesn't take everything out of them to where once they get to the next level, they still have another gear. There's still more to give from them. There's still more talent to extract. They're not completely juiced. They're not completely wrung out in at the college level because there's a lot of chances and there's one team in particular that squeezes every ounce of talent, every drop of talent out of a guy as he's in college, he gets to the next level and it's never the same. He's the same guy. There's not an extra gear. There's no upshift. That's where it's different with Clemson. Clemson has this ability to be better than everyone else because they play great college football. They play just better than they have to. But at the same time, they don't have just one, two, three good guys. It's all 22 for them. And that's where they are better than most teams because they are better at every single position. But They also play a little bit of a higher level, but it's not yet to their highest level. There's still another gear for them once they get drafted and kick it in. Um, And there's a list, a very long list of guys that Clemson has put in the NFL and that they've still continued to get better. So got to watch Clemson this week. You have to see Trevor Lawrence play. If you haven't seen him play, he is the guy. It's absolutely phenomenal. He is incredible. So Now to the next game in something that's a little bit kind of a storyline type game. It's A&M against Alabama. And now this situation with A&M, Kellen Mond, as well as Jimbo Fisher. This is kind of a double-pronged story. Is Jimbo Fisher a phenomenal coach away from from Florida State? Is he the guy for A&M? And really, we know that Kellen Mond isn't great, but is he good enough? Can he elevate to a higher level? Can he be a better quarterback than he is right now at the moment? And that's the reason for this. It's a storyline type game. Are they going to win? Probably not. Alabama is about as good as you can get. They always, it's kind of like Clemson, all 22 guys in the field. If they want to go to the NFL, they can go to the NFL. But with Kellen Mond, He's not he's not anything special. He's a very middle of the road guy. There's a lot of guys that would are actually way better than him that would succeed with this team that's built at at AM. AM has a has a very good roster. A very good roster. And you can look the same in the backfield with Spiller. He is a phenomenal running back. Eight rushes for 117 yards in their one win. But Kellen Mond has completed 17 passes on 28 attempts for for 190 yards and a touchdown. Very solid, but it was against Vanderbilt. I expect more against a kind of lower-level team. I expect more. And now, again, I understand first game of the year, you know, knocking some of that rust off, whatever it may be. But as a guy who this this isn't your first season playing, this isn't your second season playing, you know this offense, you know this team, you've been here now long enough, 
I expect better from him. I expect Jimbo Fisher. This is no longer your first year there at AM. I expect better. I expect them to be a little bit crisper, and I didn't really exactly get all of that. Now, on the opposite side of the ball, you've got an Alabama team. That is absolutely phenomenal. And the, and the reason that Alabama is so good, like I said, all 22 guys, all NFL guys. But where I was saying earlier with Clemson, Clemson, there's still another gear for those guys. There's still another there's still another uptick that once they get to the NFL. And what you see consistently time after time with Alabama is there's no uptick. There's there's once they get drafted, that's kind of it with them. They you know, it it's there there's no gear. There there's no there's nothing left in the tank. They're on E. They're as good as they're gonna be. And you know what? They're still really, really good players. But the problem is is once you get to that next level, you're a really good college player. So the issue now is you're a really good college player. And now that you're in the NFL, because you were a great college player, but now you're that same player, you can't elevate, you can't be better, and so that's when you get passed up by guys. And that's the difference with Alabama. Nick Saban is a phenomenal coach, but he gets every ounce of talent out of those guys while they're at Alabama. So by the time they do get drafted, they do go to the next level, there's not exactly much for them to still give. They extract every ounce of talent, and that's why Alabama plays so great. Their coaching staff is phenomenal. Nick is that good of a coach. He gets the best that you have right there and right now for the three years that you're there at Alabama. And if you're lucky, sometimes you stay for four. But he gets everything you have out of you. And he's going to get you drafted. But the problem is a lot of those guys that are drafted from Alabama end up being seen as busts, even though they're not busts. They're still very good players. But the problem is they have no extra gear. Or if they do have, it's kind of a half shift up and they barely get better. And they still get passed up by guys. That's the that's the kind of bad thing about Alabama in terms of going to the next level. You kind of have to be weary of that. You have to hope that a guy can get a little bit better. And it's especially shown for quarterbacks. Guys from guys from big big powerhouse programs normally don't translate and be very good in the NFL. You can look right at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was was relatively a a project rather than a prospect. He can throw the ball all over the field. He had wicked arm strength and wicked and wicked talent. He he can move. He can run. He can whatever. But he was real loose with the ball. He would throw it into triple coverage. He 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 didn't exactly know the game of football of what needed to be played at the NFL level. He still got better. Watching Patrick Mahomes play live in college is absolutely phenomenal. It was incredible. But the difference is, he he was kind of one of those like on the fringe guys. Yeah, he got better. He yeah, he got better while his three years at, at Tech, and he said it, it truly was a situation where it was like, okay, yeah, this guy can play. He can definitely play at the next level. But how much of that is is just going to be wasted potential? Is is he going to be one of those guys that can't adapt, can't be coachable? And we found out, yeah, he went to a perfect situation and a great coach with Andy Reid, and that's why he got better. His talent's been better. He already looks better this year than he did last year. He's still growing as a quarterback. He's still getting better. You still see it with Lamar. Lamar was quote-unquote a project. If it wasn't for Michael Vick, Lamar wouldn't be a thing. But there is still more potential there. He's still growing season after season. He's still growing. Each game, he's still kind of growing. It's especially true with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, people are like, who's this kid from Wyoming? But when you watch him play, he's got tons of potential. 
He and Patrick Mahomes were the exact same in college. Both super strong arms, can throw the ball all over the field, are mobile, but you know what? They're not really that accurate. Their touch isn't great. And now they, they take them to the next level in the NFL and they start playing great football because there's still another gear for them. And that's where Alabama doesn't have it. These guys are completely extracted and juiced. And in terms of the quarterback position, Alabama, Tua is really their guy. Like, because you can't really say that Jalen Hurt, I mean, yes, he did play at Alabama, but then he was benched for that year and then he ended up at Oklahoma, played and finished there and played great. I don't really look at Jalen Hurts as now an Alabama guy. So now, you know, you've got multiple examples of different quarterbacks that can't come out of Alabama. They, they never worked. A.J. McCarron is the biggest one. Guy won a national championship and can't even win a starting job in the NFL. And then you can look over to Oklahoma in terms because they're kind of the same way. Sam Bradford. One of the most overpaid quarterbacks that never did anything. Was never that great. Never played a complete season. And we were just like, okay, yeah, Sam Bradford, he's, he's a great quarterback. And that's the only problem that I have with Alabama. Because I feel bad for the guys because they're like, you guys are phenomenal players. You're, you've got a phenomenal coach in Nick Saban. You've got great talent. But then they get to the next level and it's kind of like, oh, you guys are still the same. You're still the same guy. And that's why Alabama dominates they dominate in what they do. Absolute dominant in the college space. In the same way that they're going to dominate this game on Saturday. Because I think Kellen Mond completely gets his lunch eaten. I think Jimbo Fisher. There's going to be talk because Alabama fans and, and their alumni. They overreact. They take it too far. They, they think too much into it. Alabama dominates this game. It's a 17 and a half point spread. I think. Alabama covers that as well as I will take the over on the game at 52 and a half. Um, Alabama's going to win this game. They're going to put up a lot of points. And it's it's really um, not going to look great coming out of this game in terms of storyline for A&M, both Kellen Mond and uh, Jimbo Fisher. And in terms of the next game, we still stay in the state of Texas for a Big 12 matchup between TCU and Texas. And this one is purely on Texas. This is a pure... Pure matchup thing for them. They they actually won in a you know extra free football overtime thriller against Texas Tech last week. As they did have to come back in the last kind of uh, heroics, I should say, and in kind of the same way that the Cowboys came back against the Falcons. Tech had a ninety nine point nine percent chance to win, and they blew it. They blew it, went into overtime, and that's where Texas then won. Sam Ellinger, the two games, he's thrown 73 times, completing 52 of those passes for 688 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one interception. Now, Ellinger really is the is the reason to watch this game, but this is a very still a very good matchup between Texas and TCU. Just because Texas can't seem to close the door on anybody, I think TCU is kind of about the same level as Texas Tech. They're both not really that great of teams. Um, it just has to do with with how well Texas is going to play. If they want to play the full game, if they want to really show how good they are with the amount of talent that they have all throughout their roster. Now, Ellinger. He can be the guy. He makes, um, for the most part, good decisions. He's still mobile. He can still run. Um, people kept calling him, oh, yeah, he's he's Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah, he's Tim Tebow. 
I kind of somewhat see it. I don't fully agree, but yes, I do think that um, he definitely has a a chance to play at the next level. Um, I think that is still something that he can definitely do. Um, but now I'm going to look at it in a situation where I think Texas has a very strong chance to absolutely blow TCU out. Um, and it's purely because they want to kind of show, okay, yeah, we didn't play great last week. Let's go ahead and prove it this week that we really are a good football team. Because now with with uh, Oklahoma losing last week, especially losing to a bad Kansas State team, um, this this is kind of this is kind of now theirs for the taking. It's a situation where if they went out, I mean, yes, they still have to play Oklahoma, but if if they go ahead and, and they kind of run the tables, or you know, this this is now their their conference to win. I think they can do it. I think this is Texas's time. I think Spencer Rattler at OU. I think he's not a great quarterback. I think he's still young. He's still got a, he's still got tons of potential. He's still got a lot to show. Um, but really, I think it's more of a situation where you've got a veteran. At, at the at the college football level in in Ellinger, and I think Ellinger is going to show that, especially in this game, and the fact that he's going to show, okay, last week was a fluke. We should have dominated the game, and and they're going to kind of move on. They're gonna they're going to kind of show, hey, this is what we can do. They're going to dominate TCU both sides of the ball all day long, and it's going to turn into a kind of okay. Is is Texas really good storyline coming out of it? Because every year, it's it's kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, Texas is good, but they're not great. Oh, Texas is really good. This is their year. Oh, this is Texas's year. And then they lose a game that they shouldn't. And they're like, ah, never mind. Texas isn't that good. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is the year. This is the year. Texas is, is really, really good. They got it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, but then, they again, they, they, they lose. They lose a few games. Oh, they did. The, oh, they oh, darn it. They lost again. I think this is the year that Texas can do it. I don't think they're good enough to make it in the college football playoff. I think that the Big 12, their defenses are still absolutely terrible. But I think Texas definitely wins this game. Um, the over is at 62.5, and, and in the Big 12, that's kind of nothing. Um, I think this definitely is the over there. Um, but I do like Texas to win. Now, there are my three games that I think either have a great storyline, great NFL players that will be playing on Sunday, or it's just a great matchup. So, with that, that is the College Football Friday pre-Saturday college football all day long and you already know that we still have the live show tomorrow with some NFL Sunday picks to take and other storylines to talk about there's a chance that Trace will be on the show so if you want to check out tomorrow's live show yeah, have your football picks ready to go you gotta have your storylines but you gotta be following on Facebook Instagram and Twitter, as well as give us a like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, on YouTube. That is it for me today. Like I said, show tomorrow, and you already know, you got to pop in your headphones, lace up your shoes, but this is Switch Up Sports, so go ahead and switch up. All right, guys, take it easy, and we'll see you tomorrow.